This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right idea. Vinny Lyer of Sporty News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. All right, everybody, welcome on into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri joining you on this Saturday edition of the show. And everybody knows that I'm a big alliteration fan. I like to do double S's on Saturdays, Sundays, F's. I do double F's and so on and so forth. So today is Saturday. And we talked the other day on the podcast about individual successes. How do you measure those individual successes? It's not an individual game. There's 22 individuals on both sides of the ball, plus special teams that are out there giving it their all day in and day out. So, yes, it is nice for a player to get all pro Pro Bowl uh, uh, accolades. But now, how do we look at this team as a successful team moving forward? And, yes, it is nice to have many individuals be successful, but the goal in a team sport is to make sure you are setting up the team for success and setting up all three phases for success. So today on the show, how do you measure success? And that's what we're going to talk about in these next two segments here, because this is a team sport. Ultimately, it doesn't come down to one guy like the NBA does. It's not an individual sport like golf is or tennis, where there's only one guy with all the pressure on them. 22 individuals and 11 on each side of the ball are independent independent variables that have to operate at the highest efficiency to win in this league. And we have seen that games, especially one-score games, can be the ultimate decider of your record, but is losing the ultimate measure of success? That I don't believe so. I believe when you look at records, you can kind of... Take it with a grain of salt. Yes, the Eagles were 4-11-1 last year, but would you measure that as a success? To me, there were some moments that I would take away as a successful season, much like I did in 2012 when the Eagles were 4-12, when Nick Foles was, honestly, in my opinion, down the stretch. He set the tone for what he would do in the future in that Tampa game, the last game of the season in 2012, when he drives down the field to win the game, and they ultimately win it on the last snap of the game. To me, that is an individual, not an individual success, rather, but a small increment of success in how you could look at this team, and especially last year with Jalen Hurts and what he did down the stretch, and you could take that good energy and move forward with it. So even though the record might not say that they're the most successful team in the league at 4-11-1 or looking back to 2012 when we were, they were 4-12, and yes, that could be taken in a bad light. And yeah, they didn't perform well. Andy Reid ends up getting fired last year. Doug Peterson ends up getting fired. But now moving forward, you could take a lot of those good mixes and what they did down the stretch, especially scoring well on offense, how the defense played. Special teams is a whole nother question to answer. But when it comes down to it, how are we going to measure success in 2021? And that's what we will do 
and discuss on segment two and three here of the Locked On Eagles podcast on this Saturday edition of the show. Gino Camilleri joining you as always. But before we get to segment two of the show, make sure you're in on the action this weekend. There's a lot of good sports going on. We have the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight tonight. We have the Euro final tomorrow. There's the Copa America final tonight. And if you want to bet on all those, go to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action and soccer and any other future prop you want to get into. Go to Bet Online, and before the next pitch, puck drop, or the next fight, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, welcome on back. To segment two of this Saturday edition of the show, Gino Camilleri, joining you as always on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Listeners, old and new, thank you for joining us here on the show. And as we move into talking about success, I want to start with the defense. The defense has been up and down the last couple of years. I mean, going back to 2017, even though they won the Super Bowl, their front was electric, but the back end wasn't great. You can probably make that case for a lot of these teams in the last 10 years. So when I look at defense, how I am going to measure success for this team this year, especially under Jonathan Gannon, is from two approaches. One, can they finish in top 10 of scoring? Because ultimately, the scoring defense comes down to the whole. Did all the parts perform? Did the front get after the quarterback enough to affect the pocket? which in turn led to turnovers on the back end. Pass rush versus coverage on the back end, that's always a discussion that goes back and forth. But ultimately, if those teams aren't ebbing and flowing, those fronts and the the linebackers, if they're not ebbing and flowing together, you're going to end up being in the bottom and allow a lot of points. And we saw that last year, and we saw that the last couple years, that they had coverage breakdowns on the back end. The front wasn't getting there. Ultimately, though, when the front does get there, they are able to affect the pocket a lot. And in my opinion, with as much talent as they have on the front of the football, they should be able to be a very good run defensive team as well as getting to the quarterback. And in football, when the objective is to stop the quarterback of throwing the ball from point A to point B – you also need to cover while on the back end. What does scoring defense comes down to? It comes down to keeping teams out of the end zone. And you look back to the Jim Schwartz regime, as bad as their defense was between the 20s, when they got to the red zone, they were one of the better teams. And they kept teams from scoring and putting it into the end zone and allowing teams to just kick field goals. And under Jonathan Gannon, I want to see that same team. As much as I want, them to get more aggressive up front and on the back end, they're still going to have to be a team that bends and doesn't break. 
Because when you have an offense that is so young, you don't know what the output is going to be on the other side. But when you have veterans on defense, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay on the back end, Anthony Harris, Rodney McLeod, you're going to have to have these leaders step up and make sure they play good positional football because the young guys around them are still going to be learning the game. Guys like Milton Williams are still raw. Guys like Zach McPherson still very raw. They're still learning the game. But what can you take away from a team perspective on terms of defense? How many points they allow? Yes, fumbles and sacks and interceptions are all great, but it comes down to having more points on the scoreboard than your opponent. So for me, somebody who loves this defense, somebody who is a defensive player when I play lacrosse, somebody who I always just look at the defense as a, a better tool, in my opinion, because on offense, it all comes down to how you perform on defense. It comes down to how the offensive performs and how you adapt to that offense. Because if you're going out there and you're just playing static football, which we saw from Jim Schwartz the last couple of years, you're going to get beat. So when it comes down to this defense, how I am going to measure success, can they perform as a unit? Can Jonathan Gannon get his guys in the right place? Can they evolve as players? Can you see guys like Milton Williams and Zach McPherson? Do they get better throughout the season? Much like you saw in the 2012 and the 2020 team, a lot of those guys that were performing towards the end of the year were younger players that were just getting their legs under them, and they weren't just forcing veterans back into spots. You go back to 2012 with Nick Foles. That was his first year. You really want to see what the kid can do. You'll learn that he had the clutch gene. Jalen Hurts, you learn that defenses are going to be scared of his legs. You know that he could throw the ball down the field a little bit more successfully. But on defense, when it comes down to it, when people evaluate it, they look, oh, what's your sack numbers? What's your interception numbers? No. In my opinion, defense is the more selfless of the two sides of the ball because you have to perform as one big unit to keep the ball out of the end zone. So if they finish in top 10 of scoring defense, in my opinion, it's a successful season because you're going against some high-quality teams, especially in your division. If you're going out there against Dallas and you're allowing them to score 40 points a game, that's a loss. I mean, you're not going to finish in the top. You're going to be one of those teams that just constantly is trying to score more points than the opponent. You need to rely on this veteran-savvy defense to go out there and keep the ball out of the end zone. So on offense, the much more younger unit can go out there and perform as well because on defense you have veterans you know what you have at a lot of positions yes you are going to be evaluating but on offense there's so many more question marks than there is defense in my opinion you know what you have with singleton you know what you have with daily davion taylor in terms of his athleticism you know what you have in avante maddox but now can you put those guys in the right place to go out there and keep the ball out of the end zone so to me for the defense a successful season finish in the top 10 for scoring defense. And in my opinion, in Jonathan Gannon's first year, that is something that they could do with the talent, with the personnel, with the scheme that he is going to bring and putting the players in the best position to succeed. Continuing on success, we will continue and finish off this discussion in segment three as we talk about the offensive side of the ball and what I would consider a successful season, not based on wins and losses, but in terms of what the guys and what the coaching staff does on offense. So come back for segment three of this Saturday edition of the Locked On 
Eagles podcast. Before we get back, we have a message from our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter goes through their inventory and they're only choosing brands that they happen to have in their warehouse. You have a computer. We all have mobile devices. So go to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, why choose to spend 30 to 50 to even hundred percent more on the same auto parts at a chain dealership. For an example, why pay 353 for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump? You could pay 216 at rockauto.com. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. As I said, for my new Subaru, I like to get all my parts from Rock Auto. And when I go to Rock Auto, I go to their How Did You Hear About Us box and I make sure I put in Locked On. And I want everybody else to do that as well. If you go to rockauto.com today, please use Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you Rock Auto amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. This edition of the show is also also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, did you know that they have nine delicious flavors by now? You know what they are. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everybody. You know what my favorite flavor is? You know it by now. I'm not even going to say it at this point. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you could get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. They're delicious and healthy going up to 18 grams of protein, only 180 calories in the most filling one, max of five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs. Make sure you go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment three of this Saturday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri joining you as always. And we are talking about how to measure success. Everybody talks wins and losses. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Did your team make the playoffs? But for a team like the Eagles, who is in this kind of rebuilding mode and this kind of retooling and figure out who they truly are under Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon and company, the successes aren't going to come in the win-loss column. If we're being honest, I think Vegas has it set perfectly. Six and a half is the over and under on the wins at betonline.ag. You can go there and bet on the future and see what the Eagles will do. And in my opinion, six and a half is perfect because Lou and I, we've said it multiple times on this show. We think this team is a seven-win team. Simply because they thought they had the core. And they thought they had it right. And we realized that it wasn't. But now we're, we're taking that core and kind of molding it into a new ball of clay. And on offense especially, the identity has changed drastically in the last two years. You aren't seeing them sign guys like Elshon Jeffrey anymore. They're not drafting the J.J. Ortega Whitesides anymore on uh, at the offensive playmaker position. They're going more athletic, quicker, having guys that run routes well. Offensive line, they're having guys that are just solid, that they continue to draft, that are smart players, that can learn under Jeff Stoutland. So how do you measure success for this very young, offensive-minded team? And that's what they're going to be under Nick Sariani. He's an offensive-minded coach. 
He brought in Gannon to do his thing on the defensive side of the ball, much like Doug Peterson brought in Jim Schwartz to do. And Andy Reid had Jim Johnson, Sean McDermott and company there for a while. On offense, it comes down to putting your playmakers in a position to win. So on offense, I talked, or on defense, rather, I talked about being in the top for scoring defense. For this Eagles team, I don't think they're going to be a top 10 scoring offense, but I think top top 15 is plausible. We always go back, Lou and I, when we talk about Jalen Hurts and what he could do. If he can replicate those Arizona and those Pittsburgh matchups, where they're scoring 26-plus points a game. And I think that threshold, 26.5 to 27 points in a game, is key. Will that be enough to win games? It should be in the NFL. I mean, if you're getting to 28 points, your defense should do enough to stop the opponent. On offense, the success is going to come from how does this offensive value uh, evolve throughout the year, rather. Right out the gate, I'm sure they'll be a little rusty. You have a lot of young guys coming in. You have Brandon Brooks coming back from an injury. The offensive line hasn't played a full snap together in over a year. How quickly can we get this team to perform at a high level? If it takes eight games and we're still like, what is this offense doing? They're averaging like 22 points a game. Jalen Hurts can't get it going. They're putting guys like Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, all in bad spots. The offensive line isn't cohesive. Question marks will start to be raised if Nick Sirianni was the right choice. Especially Jalen Hurts, too. I think how you measure success for this offense comes in three ways. One, have you seen enough out of Jalen by the time this season ends to mark him as the franchise quarterback? Two, is the offensive line healthy enough to carry this team for another year? And if they stay off the injury charts, I think that's a success in my opinion. And number three, overall, get these guys better. Because we know this isn't a one-year rebuild. It's a multi-year retooling. Getting this team in a position to succeed for the long term. And it has to come through offense. Jeffrey Lurie makes it known that he wants to throw the ball. He's the owner. He puts the guys in the position to get them into the building. Howie Roseman knows what he wants out of Jeffrey Lurie. Howie Roseman has made it clear in what he has done in the last two drafts on offense. They're going to get quicker. They're more athletic. They're going to get younger. They're going to be a team that's able to fly with those guys like Dallas and Washington and New York Giants who have all of these weapons on offense and they're just continually throwing the ball down the field. That's what the Eagles have to become. They have to be a team that, yeah, they might not finish right away in top 10, top 15 in scoring, but if they can get better and Devontae Smith has close to a 1,000-yard season and Jalen Hurts is able to combine for 4,000 yards when it comes to passing and running and they're able to put up 28, 29 points a game, that's a successful season in my opinion. And even if you're not winning those games and you're not making it to the playoff, that's a lot to build off of because you have a lot of question marks now. Can you evaluate this talent? Are they the right group of guys to put together moving forward? On offense, much more than defense, I believe that right now it's best man win at the position. I don't think outside of the offensive line and quarterback and maybe Devontae Smith that anything's handed to you. They brought in Kenny Gainwell behind Miles Sanders. He's going to take snaps away from him. You have a collection of Jalen Rager and all these wide receivers that 
still are getting their legs under them. Can these guys make the next step? Can they be cohesive with Jalen Hurts? Can they put up points on offense? That's what it's going to come down to. I don't care about the win-loss record this year. Yeah, if they finish 3-14, and 14, I'll be a little upset for sure. But if they're in one-point games, much like they had been in the last couple seasons, 2017, when they won eight of those, I think, 10 one-score one games, rather, if they do that and they're able to be in games and just blow out all their offenses and not have to rely on the defense as much, I think that's a successful season. You could take your measure of success however you want. Some people like to measure it in individual statistics, win-loss record, how the quarterback does, how many people get all pro honors. To me, it's a three-phase game. If all three phases do not work together, you're not going to be successful in this league. And we saw that in 2020. It was downright poor in every phase. Special teams was in the bottom five. Offense just couldn't get it together. They're averaging 21, 22 points a game. The defense just cannot get any turnovers. But you look back to 2017 and 18 and 19, these teams that played competitively were able to score points on offense, were able to shut down teams in the red zone, were able to win one-score games. That's how you evolve as a team. Can you make the next step? like the Buffalo Bills had in the last year, like a team like Washington, who's on the rise, Dallas, who has things right together on offense. Can you be one of those teams? Because to me, success doesn't come from one person. That's why I'm not the biggest NBA fan. I don't think one guy should have as big of an effect on everybody else. Yes, it'll make players better, of course, when you have a LeBron James on your team, but it all comes down to him. In the NFL, it's not just one guy. Tom Brady still has to throw the ball. People still have to protect for him. He still has to hand the ball off. Even the best have to have a supporting cast. So can that supporting cast do it all together? Can they be in the bottom or in the top 10 of scoring defense? Can they be a team that finishes in the top 15 of return yards and special teams? Yeah, they could. They just got to make sure they commit to the goals of Nick Sariani. And if they follow their leader, and follow their franchise quarterback, hopeful franchise quarterback, I believe that this team can find little successes, much like they have in past poor seasons, that they could take forward. So at the end of the day, even though this team might not have a winning record, just know that you can find good in all of the bad. And there is going to be a lot of good to take away from the season. I'm more excited than I was last year. I believe they're going to be quicker. They're going to be more fun. Lou always likes to say that they're this... Sunday ticket team where the neutrals will want to watch them. I, f- I firmly believe that they're going to be a team that you're going to want to bet the over because on defense, they might not stop you, but on offense, they got the firepower to push the ball down the field. And yeah, you're going to see teams and the Eagles combined for 50, 60 points a game. I won't find that shocking at all, but as long as you could find a way to find the good, even if you lose, it's a su- successful season in my opinion. So that'll do it on this Saturday edition of the show, the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which also brings you the Locked On Today podcast. 
Devin Booker lifts the Suns to a 2-0 lead in the NBA Finals over the Bucks. And if you want to find out more, go to the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Podca- Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts 20-minute shows every day, Monday through Friday, in every major sport. Go find them on the Odyssey app, where you can also find the Locked On Eagles podcast, where we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You could find us, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, give a five-star review. It helps us get noticed on all the apps so everybody else can come and listen to us. And we appreciate everybody old and new coming in to listen to the show. You could find my co-host, Lou. On Twitter at DBASILOE. Find the main page at Locked On Birds on Twitter. And then you can find myself at GC24 underscore football. So that'll do it here on the Saturday edition of the show. Gino Camilleri, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs>